The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are excited because the Dallas Cowboys just won again, 33 to 10, the final score on the road against the Carolina Panthers on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. The Cowboys, our Cowboys are now seven and three, and it is time for us to talk about it here on the post game. This is our live post game show at Blog and the Boys. You can watch this on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog and the Boys Twitch channel, or the Blog and the Boys Facebook page. Obviously, you can watch it live. You can catch the rewatch on any one of those platforms at your own convenience. You can also obviously, uh, you know, Listen to it as a podcast because we have a podcast as well. Subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. Uh, if audio is more your thing specifically, also make sure to check out blogandtheboys.com 24-7-365 uh, for the latest and greatest news in the world of the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. If you are watching on the YouTube side of things and if you are with us live, uh, we have our star of the game option. The Cowboys were successful against the Panthers. Deron Bland, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons, or if you want to write in some sort of vote, you can do that. Uh, that's only for the YouTube channel though so apologies for that if you're watching on twitch or facebook uh if you'll allow me to uh explain something ahead of time for those who are not listening to the podcast my hair is much shorter than usual i tweeted about this on friday uh my wife and i we had our son's second birthday party on saturday he turns two uh the day after thanksgiving we're very excited about that took my son to get a haircut his hair looked great mom was super pumped i normally get a five on top and one and a half on the sides i was so stressed with everything that was going on I accidentally asked for the opposite of that. So I got one and a half on top, that first little buzz, and all of a sudden I knew I was a little bit up a creek. Uh, so my head is cold, but I'm ready to hang out with my friends here on the internet. Thank you for the super chat, Paul, to get the party started. Said, great, much expected win. However, Carolina hung at just under 14 minutes left in the game. The flame finally went out. Bland's interception has to be the play of the game. Also, congratulations to Jimmy Johnson. I have buried the lead a little bit here, although this will be reflected in my stock report that will ultimately unveil here. I also wrote about it at our site. You can check out my Instagram. I do something there as well revolving around the stock report. About an hour and a half before the game started, uh, there were reports that Jerry Jones was going to be holding a bit of an impromptu press conference there at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Uh, old, there was a lot of speculation because he was with Jimmy Johnson. Everybody kind of thought this could only mean one thing, uh, and it did, thank God, only mean one thing. Jimmy Johnson is headed to the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. Congratulations, the honor that is long, long, long overdue. 
Jimmy Johnson, literally in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, will join the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor on December 30th. That is a Saturday. For those of you who are curious, uh, the Cowboys set to host the Detroit Lions on that particular Saturday night. That is an ESPN broadcast. So Joe Buck, Troy Aikman will be in the building seemingly. Troy Aikman obviously will get an opportunity to be a part of Jimmy Johnson's Ring of Honor enshrinement. Uh, very, very excited, I think, uh, is the universal understanding there. By the way, uh, Spencer says, RJ still sounding rough. Hope you're feeling better. I don't know what this is. Uh, I promise I'm feeling better, definitely, but my voice definitely still sounds this way. Uh, so just kind of a, a tough situation. The Star Wars curmudgeon says, long overdue honor for Jimmy. Absolutely so. Kenneth Cook offers what everybody, I think, has to say and that the curse is broken. Um, so uh, it was great. It was absolutely great. As Rick says, finally for Jimmy Johnson, I certainly don't want to overlook this and, and gloss over it because it's a momentous thing. We'll obviously have lots of stuff for you throughout the Blog and the Boys universe and the lead up to it. Uh, but the Cowboys did have to play a game right after this, <coughs> excuse me, this news came out. And it was kind of a sleepy start. The Cowboys did kind of keep things a little bit close with the Panthers, obviously. Um, the Tony Pollard touchdown was just this great kind of long drive by Dallas that helped make it a two-possession game once again. And then right as Carolina thought, maybe we'll get a chance to, to who knows, make this a game. Deron Bland um, called game himself. Uh, as Sanusi's opinion and thoughts notes, uh, I will take seven and three anytime. I mentioned this in the, uh, the little blurb I did on my Instagram and TikTok. If you had told any of us, I mean, any, any single one of us, and I, I hate when people do this, but I'm about to do it myself. Um, the if I had told you, if someone had told you thing, if I had told you in July, in August, at week one, that the Cowboys would be seven and three at Thanksgiving week, that they would have lost the game in Philadelphia, you would have thought, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I would rather be eight and two. I would rather be nine and one. I would rather be 10 and 0. But if you inject a level of practicality and a level of reason, I mean, I think we all would have thought that this was very much and very well, uh, or this would have very much and very well have been a high level of success from the Cowboys. 70% success in terms of wins. That is a very difficult thing to achieve uh, in the NFL. And the Cowboys are doing that. That is the Mike McCarthy era. They win and they win and they win. And they put themselves in positions, obviously, uh, to be a playoff team. And that's where they're at right now. We'll see what help they get around the NFL, obviously, this week. It goes without saying we're all rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Cowboys did see the Commanders lose on Sunday afternoon. So the Commanders... Um, you could argue that was probably the best case scenario for Dallas, I think. Had Washington won, they might have thought that they had a chance at the seventh seed, and technically speaking, they still will. Uh, but this um, this does a little bit more to kind of take the air out of Washington's balloon ahead of a game for the Cowboys that gives them a chance to get to eight and three with a week and a half. Or not a week and a half, excuse me, a week to rest. But um, as it relates to this game, Shane says it was a sleepy, dominant win. It's crazy that games like this aren't a big deal. It is. And I think that I, I hope I'm getting your point correctly, Shane. You can let me know. Um, I think what Shane is saying is that it's crazy how accustomed we have become to the Cowboys blowing out a team. And granted, it wasn't a you know, wire to wire blowout. Um, but all told, the Cowboys won this game 33 to 10. While it was a teeny bit stressful, I don't think that any of us would say we were ever um, like, like the game was ever in doubt in our minds. Uh, right. OK, thank you, Shane, for saying exactly like, again, it, it got to a one possession game because of the long. Although, look, I'm not trying to, like, make up for the Cowboys. It was sleepy and, and they deserve some criticism for that. But the lone Panthers drive that ended in a touchdown was this miraculous punching above their weight, you know, possession that took up over half of the third quarter and that featured three fourth down conversions. I mean, it, it took 
every ounce of energy from the Panthers to squeeze out one touchdown drive against the Cowboys. Um, and so, yeah, it was a little bit sleepy, but to the point that Shane is making here, we have grown so calloused to the Cowboys having success in this Mike McCarthy era. And I don't, I don't mean to just make it about Mike McCarthy. You could call it the Micah Parsons era, the Dan Quinn era. There's a lot of ways you could label this. We have grown so accustomed to this that it's like, pff, they blew out a team 33 to 10. Like, wake me up when something interesting happens. This is who they are. The Cowboys are a team that takes care of business. They beat the bad teams. They obviously handle their division, generally speaking. They defend home field, although this game was obviously on the road. But this game started a road game winning streak. The Cowboys had been talking about, Mike McCarthy had been talking about, how the Cowboys wanted to make sure they could establish their same sort of presence on the road. It was the lowly, the meager Carolina Panthers, but they did do that. Adam, thank, uh, thank you for the comments. Says that's because we haven't beaten a team with a winning record yet this season. We're supposed to beat bad teams. It is status quo until we fall into a trap. Um, I know that we've all said that the Cardinals' loss will likely loom large for the Cowboys, um, and that's true in a in a literal and numerical and mathematical sense. But I also think it's true that the Cardinals' loss is a lesson um, that the Cowboys have taken very seriously. I, I think a big reason why this was kind of a sleepy dominant win for Dallas was because of the lesson that they learned when they lost to Arizona. There was no overlooking the Panthers, obviously, on Sunday. And again, it was a little bit tighter at times than I think we all would have liked. Uh, but again, it never felt like it was out of the Cowboys' hands. And it certainly got all the way out of Carolina's there in the fourth quarter with the Pollard touchdown and the bland interception. I mean, um, it was just, you know, and that's who the Cowboys are. They are a team that if you leave the door open, Long enough, long enough, long enough, they will eventually break through and take over. And that's what happened on Sunday against Carolina. Dallas says scores, a score would have been wildly different if the Panthers' defense didn't have those bad penalties. That's true. And look, I don't think anybody is going to like disagree with you, Dallas. Um, the team, Dallas, obviously benefited from some incredibly horrible decision-making from the Panthers, some incredibly poor discipline. Um, but again, that's all part of the game. We've been on that end of things too, right? And I don't mean to point the finger at officials. I hate when people do that. Uh, but a lot of people obviously were very upset with the way the Eagles loss was officiated. You can make an argument in the same sort of way uh, about the Stephon Gilmore, you know, pass interference, right? It's, it's these moments that sometimes – it, it is a game ultimately that is played with an oblong shaped ball made out of leather. And sometimes the breaks go your way. Sometimes they don't. And on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, they absolutely went the Cowboys way. And you have to take advantage of that. And the Cowboys absolutely did that. Michigan says they officially gave curse the half sack. So Micah only had two and a half sacks tying the career high. Thank you. Uh, I, when I wrote my stock report, I don't think it's out yet at our site. Uh, Micah was still being credited with three, but that is an important distinction. That's okay, though. I, I think Micah's probably uh, going to give Jaron Curse a hard time about that, but it works out. Kenneth Cook says, so happy for number 20. Uh, I agree with you, and that kind of takes us to the beginning of our stock report, my stock report. He's not the headliner, certainly, but Tony Pollard, um, this is the first time I think we've been able to say stock up Tony Pollard all season long, really, it's felt like. Uh, Pollard back in the end zone for the first time since the season opener. And it wasn't just that. I mean, I'm grateful that Tony Pollard got the score, obviously. I think we all are. Um, but if it hadn't happened, I think we would have been saying things like, well, he didn't score. But and so this just kind of makes that that 
look a little prettier on the out. The, the cover of the book is prettier, so to speak. It's the same material inside. Um, just an awesome game that I think the most explosive he's looked, the most physical he's looked all season long. And so if the Cowboys are, are rediscovering Tony Pollard at this point in time, that is only a good thing for the course of the rest of the season. Shane agrees, obviously, saying first time Pollard looked like last year's version this year. Yeah, I mean, it took half a season to, um, you know, kind of find his form, but the Cowboys were six and three while he wasn't in it. And so um, it's it's a good thing, again, once again, for the group as a whole, that Tony Pollard is now kind of back into his original form. Sorry, keeping an eye on the Red Zone channel behind you. All the Bills have a 3 nothing lead against the Jets. I would love to see the Bills get hot before they uh, visit the Philadelphia Eagles next week, but we will totally see. Loco says, got tickets to the Lions game on December 30th a couple of days ago. Then today's Jimmy announcement was dropped. I'm stoked. Congratulations to you, Loco. It's going to be really awesome. Uh, I was at the Ring of Honor enshrinement for Darren Woodson in 2015 and Gil Brandt a few years back. So um, I think that you will definitely enjoy uh, – Jimmy will be kind of a, its own unique thing. So very excited for you and anybody else who happens to be in attendance. But, okay, as I nurse this uh, this voice of mine, let's move on. Next up, this is the headliner, Deron Bland. Deron Bland had his fourth pick six of the season. I'm going to say that sentence again for you. Deron Bland – had his fourth pick six of the season. These are words that I am saying on November 19th. Like, think, think about that. Like, that's a crazy, by the way, happy birthday to my cousin, Jeremy. It is his, um, his birthday. Um, th- it's not his fourth pick six. That would be stupid enough, but his fourth pick six in week 18 or anything like that. We haven't reached Thanksgiving and he has four. They have played 10 games. And he has four pick sixes. That is unreal um, in a lot of different senses. Shane says, I can't wait to see Diggs and Bland together next year. Uh, I tweet this out, <coughs> excuse me, every time it kind of pops up. But um, Deron Bland is the first player now to have 11 interceptions in his first 27 career NFL games since Trayvon Diggs. Um, so they are cut from the same sort of cloth. Uh, Paul notes it was also an impressive catch. I agree. This, this was maybe the most impressive interception of Deron Blaine's career. And again, you got 11 of those bad boys to choose from. Uh, it was awesome. And I think the overall package of it, the dive, the catch, the wherewithal, the get up, the run, the score, obviously, the the streak or whatever you want to call it that he's on. Um, and I think beyond that, the exclamation point. I mean, this was the like slamming of the door shut. This confirmed the win. I mean, at that point, the Cowboys were up by 14 points. Um, so I don't know that anybody was really stressed. Uh, but if you were, this certainly removed all sense of doubt in that particular sense. So uh, what an amazing, amazing revelation Deron Bland has been for the Cowboys. D-Day 2 notes that Duke Gilmore has only two pick sixes, or excuse me, had only two pick sixes in his NFL Defensive Player of the Year season. It's just not, not common what Deron Bland is doing, obviously. So well done by him. Uh, the Bills are excited because they shut down the Jets offense, everybody. But moving on, uh, we talked about him stock up Micah Parsons. Um, this I know that people were a little bit down on Micah last week because he didn't have any kind of appearance in the box score. Uh, my, that was not the case on Sunday against the Panthers. Micah Parsons was everywhere. He We've said this before. People throw out the term, um, the straw that stirs the drink. Micah is the engine that powers not just the Cowboys defense, but the Cowboys overall. And this was a, an F1 car on Sunday afternoon, although I don't know that any of you stayed up late to watch the Las Vegas Grand Prix on Saturday night. 
Um, just an in incredible performance. I mean, he makes incredible performances look pedestrian, which is why if he has kind of a pedestrian game from a box score standpoint, like last week, it feels so out of character and it feels like it's, it's, you know, bad. Um, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's, um, he's amazing. Micah Parsons truly is. Stock up Luke Schoonmaker. If the Cowboys can establish a... Um, by the way, I just saw a tweet that there is no water in the commander's locker room. So they are unable to shower after their loss to the Tommy DeVito led New York Giants. If you're wondering what it's like to be a fan of a team that is uh, in some tough times. Anyway, uh, Luke Schoomaker, if the Cowboys can establish uh, another pass catching option at tight end. I wouldn't even say opposite of Luke Schoomaker, excuse me, of Jake Ferguson. But in addition to Jake Ferguson, this is it. This is what we signed up for, obviously, with Luke Schoomaker when the Cowboys spent their second-round draft pick on him. This is what we were looking forward to, what we hope to see. A really great, a really impressive touchdown catch. And if that can become a normal part of the overall offensive repertoire, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a rising tide that lifts all boats in the way that everything is. Uh, the next one I'm really excited to get to um just because so many people hate all over him and it's always fun whenever he gives them a, a chance to kind of eat some crow stock up demarcus lawrence he even had a sack for those of you who are silly uh and think that that is a prerequisite for being an elite pass rusher um demarcus lawrence was awesome i mean just a really impressive game got to um put on the baseball cap a, a little bit early in this game obviously very very well earned it was also cool how on the broadcast i don't know if any of you some i know some of you um turned the volume down or whatever the case may be uh but kevin burkhardt and greg olson noted that they spoke to zach martin this week and that martin talked about how tank is kind of the unsung hero of the cowboys overall demarcus lawrence is amazing i mean he really does not get enough credit he certainly doesn't get proper credit relative to the work that he puts in the effort that he puts in uh what he does for this team so any chance we get it uh, or any time we get a chance to kind of shine a light on demarcus lawrence i think it's always a good thing stock of damone clark um i think this was probably the best game that damone clark has ever played for the cowboys um now there were issues, uh, as Michigan points out in the comment section, with the defense at times and stopping the run. But I was really impressed with Damone Clark. And this is a rough week uh, for linebacker news for the Cowboys. But with the news about Leighton Vanderush missing the rest of the season, we're certainly thinking of Leighton and, and hoping the best for him. But um, Damone is the, the best, you know, kind of traditional linebacker that the Cowboys have left on their team. Um, he is really 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 great and really coming along and the cowboys are going to need that obviously we've thrown a lot of love and a lot of praise um at at marquis bell obviously over the course of the last few weeks but he needs a running mate 
Um, and Damone Clark, I think, really kind of proved to be that guy. Now, the run defense was definitely a, a bit interesting, to say the least, um, and, and certainly not great whenever you're getting worked by the Carolina Panthers like that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys were doing everything they could to kind of keep things in front of them and not give up any big plays, which, you know, is kind of the overall mindset when you go up against a, a poor team like this. Uh, stock up, Donovan Wilson for me. He um, he is so intimidating, Donovan is, that Bryce Young fumbled before any contact was made. Um, and that's that might be – I'm not trying to be silly. That might be the best play that Donovan Wilson has made all season. Obviously, he had the injury at training camp and missed some time. Uh, but it's that intimidation that Donovan Wilson brings that really nobody on the defense brings except for maybe Micah Parsons. He is the thumper. He is that just, again, kind of enforcer sort of safety. Um, and and you could tell that Bryce Young obviously was um, a little bit uh, a little bit overwhelmed with the idea of uh, of meeting Donovan Wilson head on, which is why he let go of the football. Um, so that's what we want to see more of. Great job, Donovan. <coughs> I have one more stock up left, and I'll admit this is probably the weakest stock up that I have ever done um, in a stock report. Um, so I know that that gets you really excited. Uh, that being said, stock up for me, Jerry Jones. Um, now the bar was literally as low as possible here, but putting Jimmy in the ring of honor is the right thing. Um, I know a lot of people fall on the side of the argument and say things like, well, it took him too long. If it's been the right thing, that's true, but he did it. I mean, and, and he did it and we will all get to enjoy it. Um, however long he was petty about this, I mean, is, is, is what it is. But I wouldn't even say at the end of the day, before the end of the day, you know, the proverbial day, Jerry did it. I mean, he he lived up to his word. He said he would do it, and he did. It took, again, I would have preferred it to have been done in a different way. You would have preferred it to have been done in a different way. Um, but it is happening nonetheless. So I will give Jerry his credit. I will give him his props. I will give him his flowers. Obviously, this is about Jimmy, not about Jerry. But um, in a the stock report, we like to say this a lot is relative. Um, so you're, you know, not everybody's stock starts at the same place when your stock is rising or falling. It wasn't necessarily the same place as somebody else. And so Jerry Jones's stock in this capacity was extreme. Again, it was as low as it could have possibly been with regards to putting Jimmy in the ring of honor. So he had nowhere to go, but up, but nevertheless stock up Jerry Jones gave us a really fun day. Um, and an even funner one, obviously to come on December 30th that I think we're all looking forward to. Uh, so that being said, I have two stock downs to hand out. Um, I know a lot of you agreed with the run defense idea as the Seahawks take a lead against the Rams. We are paying attention to this game as Cowboys fans. It would be preferable uh, to see the Seahawks lose, given that they have the inside track on the five seed of the Cowboys right now. Uh, I agree with you, Brian. Everybody follow Brian on TikTok. Uh, Talk Cowboys says give that stock up to Jimmy instead of Jerry. I agree. I mean, Jimmy's in the Hall of Fame. Jerry made the decision today. So, again, we're talking the bare minimum level of stock up here to Jerry, and um, and I'm going to give it to him today. Uh, moving on, though, my two stock downs. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to. Jalen Tolbert. Um, yeah, Kenneth Cook actually just said it right now. So we have been advocating for Tolbert to be involved more. I think that that is kind of a collective opinion. I think the collective – has been really down on Michael Gallup, obviously. And really, honestly, since everybody started hating Michael Gallup around the Chargers game, um, I think that he's played well. He's made the tough physical catches. We've even talked about that, obviously. He had the drop in Philly, but did have the tough two catches in the second half in that game. But we've been saying, 
<coughs> we've been saying, excuse me, get Tolbert more involved. Tolbert needs to be wide receiver three. That has kind of been the discussion point around here. And I say around here because it's been my opinion, but I think a lot of you have shared that. Um, and so I don't want to live and 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 pick at teeny tiny things. Um, but Tolbert had five targets in this game and caught two of them. And again, I don't want to just like whatever. Michael Gallup caught three of his five targets, but it felt like Tolbert's drops were just, you know, I mean, dude, you want to be that guy. I mean, you you want to be the wide receiver three. You want a promotion. You have to you have to convert. I mean, you know, you have to do that. And I don't feel like Tolbert blew an opportunity, but I feel like he's not taking the reins in in a, in a potential opportunity. And I think that that's what we've kind of been so anxious to see um and it just hasn't happened and so um that's a bit of a bummer i would have loved to have seen just a little bit more uh from uh from jalen tobin in that sense randy checking in on facebook says stock up cowboys that made the trip to carolina i don't know if you're saying that randy in from the parking lot of bank of america stadium but if you are i hope you had a great afternoon i hope you enjoyed the game yourself and i hope you get back safely um so yeah stock down for me jalen tobert and my second stock down Brandon Aubrey, the extra point kicker. And I had to be specific with this because I thought about giving Brandon Aubrey just a general stock down and my explanation was going to be, look, the dude missed an extra point. How can you do that? But guy made two field goals. I mean, guy made two field goals and all of his other extra points and has now made you know 21 straight field goals to start his NFL career. The dude, it's stupid. But as an extra point kicker, maybe he's just kind of average, whatever, um, which is a weird thing to kind of have be uh, your MO, but that's how Brandon Aubrey rolls. Um, so missed an extra point. That's okay, Brandon. You've certainly earned enough room uh, for error in that sense. Uh, so good for Brandon Aubrey, but down uh, is his stock report in that particular sense. Um, okay, so that's my full stock report. You can read it at blogontheboys.com. Let's get to our star of the game. Loco says Aubrey stock down is a weak take. Again, it's an extra point kicker. Guy missed an extra point. I mean, he's a fabulous field goal kicker, but you miss an extra point. That's a tough scene in my mind. Um, our star of the game nominees are Deron Bland, Tony Pollard, and Micah Parsons. And the votes are in. And our star of the game here on the Blog of the Boys postgame show for the Cowboys 33-10 win over the Carolina Panthers, not Deron Bland, but Micah Parsons. You all feel that Micah is seemingly um, a better option. It's, it's hard to argue with. I mean, Micah was amazing, obviously, all day long, two and a half sacks. Um, Micah is incredible. I mean, it's it's weird, and I think that Micah's performance is sort of emblematic of the Cowboys game as a whole um, in that I feel like there have been other days where Micah has had two sacks or even just a single sack where he's felt a little bit louder. Um, the two and a half sacks, I wouldn't say were quiet, but didn't, didn't feel particularly loud. Um, so that's just kind of the Micah Parsons way sometimes is that his dominance is so, so common that it becomes boring. A lot of you are um, – uh, by the way, Joe said I went with Bland because of the pick six, and I should have gone with Parsons. So I'm glad you all agree that Parsons was the joint. Uh, Vatsamata says, RG, your voice issues from last week must have been very bad to still persist. I've been there. Get better, buddy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, uh, but uh, but certainly doing what I can to nurse it. I appreciate all the thoughts that all of you have sent my way. Uh, Drew says Parsons was a lion today. I agree with that completely. Um, a lot of you are down on Jordan Lewis. Uh, where was the comment I was going to get to? Um, Michigan says stock down for Lewis. Thielen had a field day. I mean, it's been a tough go um, for uh, Jordan Lewis. By the way, uh, in case anyone's curious, I believe the New York Giants water is now out um, at FedEx Field. 
so um, yeah, uh, tough times uh, for the commanders. But anyway, um, Jordan Lewis, I think the perspective to keep um, that we have talked about a lot has been the Trayvon Diggs injury and how that changed the calculus. I know that we aren't in love with Stefan Gilmore and his role with the team right now, but he didn't, you know, the Cowboys didn't trade for him to be what he has had to become. And similarly, um, Jordan Lewis wasn't necessarily going to be relied upon in this way because Deron Bland was the team starting nickel corner. And so the Trayvon Diggs injury was just a, a domino that fell that forced a lot of adjustments. Brian, thank you for the super chats. As, as I said earlier, Deron Bland put the nail in the coffin, but Parsons built that coffin all game long. Parsons is the right answer. I'm glad that you all uh, agree with that idea. Um, I mean, the Deron Bland pick, I think, was the most fun play that any defender made or any player made for the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, but I think that's a great point, obviously, uh, that uh, that Micah Parsons is just kind of bearing them all day long. That's who Micah is. But, yeah, so tough day for Jordan Lewis. But um, I don't have stock down for him, and I don't mean to make up for him or make excuses or anything like that, but I feel like he's the same player as he was last week. So, like, my stock isn't down on him. It's just the same. It's just – it's still just as low. Um, and so, hopefully, the Cowboys are able to kind of survive there, obviously. But I think we're all excited for the future of the cornerback position as a whole. Um, let's see. Uh, let's move on. So, the Cowboys now, we've gone through the stock report, are 7-3. and three. It's a big deal, man. I mean, they have seven games left. And if we presume that they are going to win four of them, they're a playoff team. All you got to do is win – you know, call it half – of your remaining games and you get two of those bad boys against the commanders. Um, you obviously have the Seahawks, you have the Eagles, you have the bills, you have the dolphins, you have the lions, who, the same lions who pulled one off today. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that, but the same lions who made things a lot closer than they had to be against the lowly Chicago bears. Um, so look, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> This is a great football team. This is one of the best football teams in the NFL. And I know that people don't like to hear that. I know people make the same jokes and say the same things and drop the same memes because the Cowboys haven't won at all in a very long time. But they are positioning themselves to be a playoff team for the third year in a row. This is not common for the Dallas Cowboys of the 21st century. Um, and so I think that a lot of credit goes to the nucleus of the players, obviously, of the team, I should say. Um, we've talked about a lot of players involved in that. Micah Parsons, obviously, Dak Prescott's there, CeeDee Lamb. Dak and CeeDee had a bit of a quiet day relative to what they had been doing for the last month. Um, obviously, you could talk about the offensive line. Offensive line was great. You know, Terrence Steele didn't fold, so that's certainly something you want to see. Um, I think that Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit, and nobody wants to give it to him. Mike McCarthy's team... All they do is win games, and it can't just be that Mike McCarthy is doing nothing. So Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit in my mind. Drew, I've seen this question a few times already from you. Do you think Martavis Bryant will get a chance to showcase his talent with the offense? I just don't think so, and I don't mean to be silly, but if Martavis, if the Cowboys are in a position where they have to rely on Martavis Bryant, I think that something has gone um, horribly wrong. Um, I think, you know, C.D. Lamb's playing out of his mind. I know it didn't happen today. Uh, Brandon Cooks is playing very well. Michael Gallup is still hanging on and, and certainly proving his worth. Um, I know that we're down on Jalen Tolbert. It was great to see Kamonte Turpin a little bit more involved. I just don't see a world where Martavis Bryant is involved at this point in the season. I think it would take a, a sequence of events that, you know, would kind of force that issue. So um, that's my take on the Martavis Bryant situation. But uh, things are about to happen very quickly for the Cowboys. And we're all, you know, kind of well accustomed and used to this as Cowboys fans because they play on Thanksgiving every year. 
but you just watched the Cowboys play on a Sunday uh, for the first time in a little bit because they're going to play on Thanksgiving. They're going to play on Thursday night football. So we're, we're talking about it's going to be three weeks until we see the Cowboys play on a Sunday again. And that Sunday game will be a Sunday night game against the Philadelphia Eagles, which will obviously be very important. Um, and it, it, its importance will only grow if the Philadelphia Eagles obviously lose between now and then. And again, we're all rooting for the Chiefs tomorrow. But um, but right now, the Cowboys have to keep focusing. Their little easy part of the schedule is almost over, but they have to take care of business on Thursday against the Commanders. They get to 8-3 and three on Thanksgiving night. We're all eating some pecan, pumpkin, whatever pie you want. And we're feeling even better about this team. I mean, they're 7-3, and three, and there's a lot of reason. There's only reason to feel good about them right now. They're relatively healthy. Um, they're able to kind of take advantage of the things they have to take advantage of. They're able to kind of pull off a miracle when they have to in a moment's notice, seemingly. They're able to all of a sudden, you know, go from being a little bit of a tight game or in a little bit of a tight game to blowing a team out 33 to 10. Um, that's a dangerous, dangerous team in today's NFL, which is very exciting, obviously, for all of us. Um, so, yeah, uh, seven and three, 33 to 10, arrows pointing up. So, here's what's going to happen this week on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, obviously, throughout the Blog and the Boys network. Uh, we'll have our normal shows. You will not hear from me on my normal podcast, The Ocho, on Thursdays because you and I will be hanging out on the post-game show on Thanksgiving afternoon after the Cowboys hopefully pick up their eighth win of the season. We have articles coming out constantly. Make sure you're following us everywhere. If you'd like to follow me anywhere, my name is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa or on TikTok, rj.ochoa. Uh, if you want to email me, you can, rj.ochoa.sbnation.com. You can leave a comment, obviously, on any one of our videos, and I'll do my best to get to those as well. Um, put on the gas, pedal to the metal. It's going to happen quickly. So let's enjoy it all together. If I do not see you between now and then know that I am wishing you and your family and your friends, a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a fun holiday. I say this every year for those of us as Cowboys fans, because it's something that we share together. It's a thing that, that kind of bonds us all this really fun holiday. Uh, so I hope that, um, that your Thanksgiving is wonderful and, and full of all sorts of blessings because that's certainly what you deserve. Uh, but hopefully I do talk to you between now and then, uh, because we have a lot of good things to talk about. We have a very good football team to talk about, and that is an exciting thing. So thanks so much for hanging out this time, everybody have a great rest of your Sunday and we'll see you next time.